Okay. Good morning and welcome to Lucas and Phil's Wonderful Adventure, also known, well, more widely known and only known as Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. Phil, how are we doing this morning? I don't know if it's known at all by anything. My mom and my wife listen. And and, uh, as I informed uh, Corey and a couple of guys, a couple of youth leaders know now because I told them. I have told them before. They don't listen, I guess. No, they don't listen to you. I've told the youth like eight times. I don't know if any of them How long have you been here? They already don't listen to you? A year. My one-year anniversary was like a week and a half ago, so. Yeah, I, that's uh, that's just that's disconcerting, Lucas. Yeah, it took about a week. <laughs> no, I millennials. You know, I'm gonna talk to Craig later today, so I'll ask him if he's listened to any of them and what he thinks. So we'll get some yeah. feedback. If so. if you can handle that, him saying, uh, oh, uh, well, no, no, I'm going, I'm gonna totally, <laughs> totally gonna listen to that. Yeah, no, but I completely. If you listen to every one of your friends' podcast, you wouldn't do anything else with your life because everybody, <laughs> podcasts are another way that everybody can have a voice. So I guess. So Phil, what'd you have for your first breakfast today? Uh, so first breakfast was a sausage, egg, and cheese bagel from. Mm. Uh, Brahms, because a bagel, of course, is more healthy than a biscuit. Well, um, it is delicious, whatever the health value is. <laughs> whatever I, the health. Value I loved is. going and getting the. Um, I loved going and getting the ham, egg, and cheese bagel from Brahms growing up with chocolate milk, because Brahms chocolate milk is the best chocolate milk in the world. So, yeah. and I've heard some people who argue, and I just have to say they're wrong, and their opinion stinks like a butt. Cho- so, <laughs> do you have it? There you have it. That was really uh, descriptive. It's aggressive. Okay, so <laughs> I'm feeling aggressive. it today, Bill. Yeah, I. You know, if I go to like the bagel shop and I get a, a a bagel, I'll usually get ham because it has fewer calories than sausage. Sausage, one of my favorite foods. Almost any kind of sausage. Yeah, is terrible for you. It's I just, just terrible for it, you. It's really bad, but it's delicious. And my parents, you know, we've raised pigs growing up, and so, you know, I've always had like fresh sausage too, yeah. which is even better. And, you know, and so. how you make that is you you take meat and you grind it up and you add fat and spices <laughs> and spices. You don't just add spices; you add fat and to spices. make sausage. Nobody wants to know how the sausage is no, made. No, no one wants to know. So no one wants to know. We were we went to eat last night at a hamburger place, and I was walking out and. I, I just blurted out, man, that looks amazing at this guy's table at what he had just, the waiter had just put down on his, and it was a giant, <laughs> like a giant foot long chili dog thing. I mean, it's, I could never bring myself to order that, but it looks amazing. That's I love, uh, I love Fuzzies, Fuzzies Tacos in you. Oklahoma City. Yeah. They have nachos that are just, I love them. That's pretty yeah. much every time we go, Tori and I split the nachos and both get a taco. It's like the perfect amount of food. For one person, it'd be way too much. Right. But I remember before we'd just both go and get like three tacos or I'd get four and she'd get two, you know. And uh, But then we saw the, ta- the nachos and it was one of those moments you see them and you're like, Oh my goodness! <laughs> like I want that. I want that, but I cannot eat. I'll it. have what he's having. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Yeah. But I, it, they're amazing. So, and I definitely understand that you see. What's it come the taco out. place on Brookside that's so good? Have you been Torchies? Have you been to Torchies? I am not a huge Torchies fan, actually. 
So, How is that even possible? I love well, torchies. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. So uh, for those of you, our listeners that don't know, I'm gluten-free. I don't. Oh, it's yeah, not yeah, something yeah, yeah. I love about myself. I wish I could eat gluten. Um, however, there, so they do have a few things they do gluten-free. Yeah. Uh, but because their kitchen is contaminated, they don't heat the corn tortillas. So you get two cold corn tortillas stacked on top of each other. So you just can't taste anything. Right. Besides yeah. the tortilla when you get there. Yeah, stuff, I know so. the I know the corn tortilla sometimes is not as as nice yeah. as the flour. Well and yeah, but, but uh, if you do it right, and I that's what it. at like authentic Mexican restaurants they the warm corn those tortillas. All the time. Oh yeah, and they'll soak them in They're stuff. Always, like, steaming oh, it's and, amazing. Yeah. So but fuzzies, just for our, any of our gluten free listeners, almost everything on their menu except for the flour tortilla is gluten free. There's like two things that you can't get there. Um, oh, nice. and it's I think it's the borracho beads because they're cooked with beer and it's the Flour tortillas because it's flour. So, but when I go there, it's like one of the few places I look at the entire menu and I'm like, I can order almost anything. <laughs> so, anyway. yeah. All right. Well, that's bre- that's first breakfast. Yeah. Let's talk uh, about second breakfast. So, now. yeah. What's for so let's second get some breakfast orange today, juice. Lucas? Let's get some orange juice. Phil. All right. All right. Gen Z me? word of the weekday, yeah. month, whatever. I word, always know often. what these are because you, yes. can't, you can't stump me. Extra. Extra. <laughs> Well, you I to, totally know what that is. Do you want me to use like it in I a sentence? Do. Or you got Extra it. sugar-free gum. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yes, it's a brand of gum. You got it. <laughs> That's, Gen Zers yep, love it. Got it. No, uh, in a sentence, it would be like, she's a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing. Uh, she's a little extra means that she is uh, a little too much, a little, a little much. Like, she's... Yeah, kind yeah. of. She's <laughs> overbearing, or what do I say? I don't know. I she's think it's like just like dramatic, dramatic, like super emotional. Dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the person that walks in in like the sequin jacket and like just shines <laughs> and wants everybody. They're they're pretty extra, you yeah. know, or or the you know they stub their toe. They're like, oh! <laughs> for our listeners, you're welcome for Ow. that scream. Yeah, I no, I'm you. the one with the headphones on. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Love you, Thank Phil. Thank you, Lucas. Well, cool. So, uh, Phil, some days you can be a little extra. For yeah, do you think so? <laughs> and I know that on some days I can be a little extra, and I'm okay with it. You know, I've come extra. to terms with myself. So. Yeah. I am. I think I am sometimes a little uh, a little emotional. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wired that way. So, which, which uh, makes, at times like what's going on right now in our city, in our country, makes it very hard for me. Yeah, I'm and very sensitive to all the stuff that's going on. With all this stuff going on, and that's what I thought, well, like, usually some, some days we're like, okay, what's going on in the world that we can talk about? Right, Today, you don't have to Today, we didn't even discuss it because we, you know. Oh, it's, it's in your face all yeah. the time. And so... Um, which I think is a good thing. I yeah. think it needs to be in our faces uh, somewhat. I, I, you know, I wish it were... I wish it didn't have to be, but... Uh, yeah, and that's what I I hope that we can get to a point where there isn't the racial tension in our country there is. Yeah. And I know there are some people who will never change, but I think for the vast majority, over the past 10 years, I think it's been proven that a lot of people's mindset can change. Yes. Because you think about when Black Lives Matter first started, the majority of the country was against them. Right. And now you look, and the majority of the country stands behind them. Right. Because I think it's become really, I think this latest, uh, particularly the latest incident uh, up in, where was it? Uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, In Minneapolis. George Floyd. Yeah. And George Floyd was, I mean, he was murdered. 
that you yeah. just can't you can't really look at it a different way. And there may be circumstances that caused the aggression or you know whatever that you know that may have started that. But man, you can't justify what happened in by any stretch of the imagination. That was bad. Yeah, and uh, and cruel and and evil. And so <clears throat> I think it's just too obvious. I think now we have to say, you know, and I used to really be one of those that said, well, all lives matter. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I think the reason that people are saying Black Lives Matter now is because we, that it's like in some way uh, we need to say that to ourselves. We need to say, we need to say all lives matter. Yeah. But you don't want to say all lives matter as a, as a rebuttal to Black Lives Matter. No. Because you realize now I think most of us realize now that there's such a serious problem. Uh, and it's not with every person. No. You know, it's not with every white person. It's not with every black person. Uh, but there, there is a serious problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, the best, I don't know. The best way I've heard it is with the – whenever uh, the, the uh, parable of the shepherd with the hundred sheep and one leaves. Right. And so he leaves the 99 to go out and get the one. Exactly. And it's and not because kind of he loved the 99 left. One. Right. Loved, loved them any less, but because he loved the one, he went and got them. Yeah. And, and so it's like the sheep would be back in the fold saying, well, we matter too. Well, yeah. Of that's course. why you have that fence around you, and that's why you're safe every day of your life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we kind of ha- we need to model um, that that uh, that attitude. That's yeah. a, that's really a great way to look at it, Lucas. The ninety that Jesus leaves the ninety nine to go get the one. I wish I could take credit for that, but uh, <laughs> somebody I saw it on somebody's page or their yeah. story or something and thought it was really good. And I love too as it's talked about. Jesus looked at the crowds and had compassion. Right, and that's where I think. Um, you know, we we talk about the riots and the looting, mm-hmm. and and that's the, bad. That's I mean, bad. I, it I, needs. I, to... I follow uh, some basketball players on Instagram. Yeah, it's just a. It's like a thing that you see plays, and they're all obviously, you know, a, a lot of guys have an opinion. I have a, a lot of passion about this issue, and and <laughs> you know, Dennis Rodman was really. He really came out against the uh, the looting and yeah. the, the stealing. Which honestly like we're is not a surprise animals. from Rodman. I'm right. going to be honest. Not just from but, his NBA career and kind of the the guy he is, right. but but yeah. But it was but it kind of and awesome. you see a lot of people on different sides of that issue. Some people say, and and maybe this is maybe I'll ask you this question. You know, some people justify that because they say that peaceful protesting is not it's not worked. It's not worked. Now, I I would say here's here's what I would say for that is, um, what were those protests for? Yeah. Because where we're at now is is the mindset of the country has changed to be behind you. Yeah, I think be behind I think this largely, movement. Largely, it's changed. You talk about when when Kaepernick first took a kneel, and and whether you agree with the way he protested or not. Right. When he first took that kneel, most of the country did not was not behind this movement right? to now where the majority are. And that's where I think we can say these peaceful protests did something. Yes, they did. If we're talking about changing, this is a country of 350 million people. And really what we're trying to do, not change a law necessarily. We're wanting to change the mindset of 350 million people. Right. It takes time. And if we could snap our fingers like Thanos or something and all of a sudden change everyone to where we all love one another and right. to where we're not killing each other, 
that would be amazing, but it doesn't work that way. And there's been a lot of time for people's hearts and minds to change. And I think we are seeing that through, and it's yeah. not fast enough. And I no, completely agree. Enough. There's no way, but that, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, but I think that when it comes to the rioting and the looting and saying, you know, this is helping us move our cause forward faster, I would disagree in that I think if, if the goal is to change people mindsets of how they think about the black community as a whole, if you're justifying then doing the exact same thing that the people whose mindsets haven't changed are saying, this is what all you do, right? then you're not helping to change anything. Right. And I, and I think, I think that's, a, that's sort of a double-edged sword because you don't, you know, if I were in a position of being a minority, which I think, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think we need to, to lose that word. Because the truth is, there is no such thing as a minority. No. There, we are one race human. Mm-hmm. There are cultural differences. Oh, for sure. Uh, and those, those are the things that we need to start teaching. You know, when I was a kid, we were taught not, at least I was taught. Now, some people in, uh, you know, I'm 57. I was born in 1963. Um, when I was a kid, my parents were a little bit rare for... Um, Southern, especially, I mean, I was born in Texas and raised partly in Southeast Arkansas, and then we moved to Kansas City. Um, but especially our Southern family roots, very, a lot of prejudice based on the color of someone's skin. Yeah. Um, and so I was taught that you don't judge someone by the color of their skin. And I think we need to change that narrative. I think we need to change the narrative. You don't judge someone at all. <laughs> you... You don't judge someone less than yourself, period. Yeah. You don't say that anyone is less than you uh, because that's the reality. I mean, yeah. the reality is all, uh, you know, we are one. I mean, especially in the church, we're one in Christ. But there is a, there is a single human race, a single human condition, and a single human need yeah. that, uh, that we, you know, we need to, to point people to that I but but anyway so as a kid I was taught you don't judge people by the color of their skin and I think that's changed I think that's gotten better I think a lot fewer people accept that now oh, accept yeah. that kind of prejudice and racism than they did when I was a kid you know that's it's a lot less accepted now but obviously there are people who live in the dark ages. Yeah. And, and really, that's a, that's a lot of what's being fought here, um, is the mindset that someone can be less because of their skin, or their skin color defines who they are. Right. And or, even the, or just because you know, they do things differently or think differently that they're stupid, or they're less important, or they're dangerous. Right. Um, now, some people are dangerous because they're dangerous. Yeah. But that has nothing to do with any of these other and things. That, that's the. I mean, everybody knows there. There are white criminals, Mexican criminals, black criminals. There's criminals in every race. There's also right. really good people that look a lot different than each other everywhere. Right. Right. And I think that's the that's the fireback of all lives matter is because they do and they do. But like we yeah. talked about earlier. Not all lives are under attack right now. That's right. Yeah. You know, it There's, wasn't all lives that were being murdered in the street right there. No, so. it wasn't. And excuse me. That's Bless good, you. huh? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> Burping on air. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. I totally forgot what I was going to say. 
That's okay. Anyway, that's, still love yeah, you. it's not it's not all uh, all segments of our society have not been undermined like um, like Black Americans have. Yeah, uh, and not you know, and they're not the only ones. You know, we have we have evil. You know, we have human trafficking that crosses racial lines. We have poor, we have poverty and hunger, uh, child hunger that crosses racial lines. Yeah. But uh, this is a real issue, and, oh, we, for and sure. we, we can't ignore it. No, and then that kind of leads us into the next thing. Yeah. What do we do, and what can our listeners, what, what can we do together to help to stop this? So yeah. where does this start? What do we need to do? Because I know I've seen some people who the, the mantra is, if someone disagrees with you on this, unfriend them, never talk to them again. Uh, yeah. And I just can't have, I just think that that's not, not what you should do. No, I mean, I, like I said, I'm pretty emotionally sensitive. The first few days uh, of that all of my friends, you know, I, I go to church um, with a, a lot of people your age and up to, you know, 35 or 40 and man, a lot of people are posting constantly, constantly, constantly about this. And I just, I did not look at social media at all. I would just open it up and close it. Yeah. Because it just, you know, it upsets me so much. So I, I, uh, uh, but uh, I think the response, first of all, you said the attitude. I think uh, we need to take the attitude of, uh, of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, that he, he had, he left the 99 to find the one. So I think we need to have an attentiveness to an obvious need. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that's important. Uh, but I would also say, and I'll, I'll kind of answer that by saying what's not the answer. And I, this sounds so cliche and almost sounds argumentative. You are cliche. But though. please hear what I just said. I think we really need to pay attention politically, socially, to what's happening in our country. I think we need to really give attention to that. I think we also need to be very sober and realize the answer, the solution, is much deeper and much slower than uh, some laws and some protests because there was a guy, uh, there were a couple of guys in Georgia who thought the solution to their problem you know, this guy had done something suspicious they didn't like. They thought the solution to their problem was to get a gun, a loaded gun, and confront him and end up shooting and killing him. Wow. You know, Ahmaud Aubrey. Uh, there, were, there, was a, there were some cops who thought that they needed to dominate and they needed to, to, uh, to devalue, that they could devalue the life of uh, George Floyd. Did I say his name right? I'm, anyways, yes. I mean, yeah, I'll yeah. tell you how little I've paid attention. I, I can't, and I'm bad with remembering names. And I don't want to dishonor him. But, but that, you know, the problem is that there are people who have hearts that are dark. Yeah. Hearts that are sinful and hearts that are, that are broken and that are um, twisted. And that is something that the church... We have the answer for. Yeah, I think that's. There's a lot of problems in this world, and and racism is a huge one. You mm-hmm. know, um, child poverty and child hunger and and mm-hmm. and uh, child abuse. Yes, these are all big things, and it's 
stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. And we need to be there to love those who need to be loved, you know. But ultimately, the answer is Christ. And if the world is screaming that there's a problem, but we don't want Christ, well, then there is no answer. And that's when we talked about, you know, the mindset of the country change. And we've talked about people changing. Truly, people only change when they come to know Christ. That's right. You know, and it's easy to change the way we tweet. It's easy to change the way we appear before people. But truly to change completely from the inside out requires a complete faith in Christ. Yeah. He's the only one who can change us. I can say honestly that over that I am a less selfish person. I am a more loving person. I'm a more patient person. I'm more kind. I'm more loving. I'm more joyful. Because I know Christ, it has nothing to do with anything I've done other than choose to follow him. Right. And that has changed who I am from the beginning. You know, you might not recognize me from 10 years ago if you were to see me, you know, and you were to see the way I acted. I'm a completely different person because Christ has changed me. And that's a lot of what we need for all of these issues to be solved, is we need more people to come to Christ. Right. And so that's, I think, the yearning for his coming is because there's no racism in heaven. Yeah. When Christ comes back, whenever we have the new heavens and the new earth, there's going to be no racism. Yeah. There's going to be no child poverty. There's going to be no child abuse. There's going to be no sexual abuse. There's going to be no rape. All of these issues that right now we need to stand up and say, this is wrong. Right. How can we help? Yeah. They're not going to be there. Right. And that, Ben, that's a good a good point. You know, now is our chance to defend the fatherless. Now is our chance yeah. to defend the widow and and the orphan. Now is our chance to defend the least of these to to uh, to feed and to clothe and to um, care for the least uh, in our society because that will be a thing of the past. Yeah, that's um, so. Back to today, you know, this is the past right here. Uh, yeah, but what what. What can we do right now? And I think one of the things uh, I have chosen not to to tweet or to put on Facebook or to Instagram because I don't really any major issue I don't post about. You know, I'm going to post pictures of Naomi on there or on Tori right. and I's anniversary, write some sappy post about my wife because she's amazing. And my birthday's coming up, so I'll say thank you for the birthday wishes. But mostly that's what, what I use those for. Not Your birthday's because, coming up? Is that what you said? My birthday's coming up. Yeah, it's almost here. Turning 26, getting old. Lucas's birthday's coming up. I heard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, I heard that there should be threw a birthday lunch. There. Just throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so you don't, yeah, you don't post about these majors. And well, I think that's really. Well, and I think if you want to post about it, that's fine. Yeah. But first off, arguments on Facebook don't change anyone's mind. No. So don't feel like you need to defend your post to the person commenting because it's not yeah. going to change anything. Yeah, and I think it's I think that's what that's one of the things a healthy attitude toward your own opinion is that man, it is fine to speak your opinion. And it's fine maybe to dialogue and say, you know, to make sure that you know you're being clear about your opinion. Yeah. But we start to argue uh, what yeah. you're doing is then you're kind of valuing your opinion over the person <laughs> that you're speaking to. Yes. the All arguments, all issues, the relationship needs to come first. Yes. And when you get in that mindset, conversations can go so much better. Yeah. And that's where I think, here's here's the deal. You, I think there's the, the Twitter and the, the Instagram and the media blackout the other day that yeah. was there. And those are great things. You should, if you want to jump on board with those, do those. But that can't be the end because this isn't something that I think if, if we're really going to change, it can't be a tweet and then you throw it under the bed and I did my job to fight racism. 
No, no, it's it's changing your mindset. It's having those conversations with people. And these are tough conversations sometimes. You know, we have family members that may not believe the same way we do about this. And maybe maybe they do have some racism in them. Yeah. And so talking to them openly and honestly about that, but also for us, you and I, Phil, and 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 most white people, we've never gone through what they're going, what, what no. the black community goes no. through. We're, we've never done it. So here's here's what I'm encouraging us to do: is go and have those conversations with people that look different than you. Make yeah. friends with people who look different than you. Get outside of your comfort zone so you can have a better understanding of what they're going through because. That's typically racism is founded because you don't know and because you don't know you're scared. Yeah, ignorance, ignorance, yes. fear is uh, really, uh, or excuse me, ignorance is really a hotbed for fear. Yeah. So I mean, you really, it's a, it's a, it is a, uh, it's like fertile soil for fear to grow. Ignorance, you understand what I'm saying? It's yeah. like fertilizer. That's it's research. Do some research here. Go talk to people and know that maybe your opinion can change. Don't be glued to the first thought you had on this issue. Yeah. You know, go talk to people. See what's going on. Actually learn something. Don't just research what supports your point of view. Right. Go out and, and try to truly change. And, and the first thing you can do is to love. Right. And so in this, that's, that's the call here. You don't. You can't really change the the world before you change yourself. Yeah, I guess is the the mantra here. So. Yeah, and I I will just say this: I have a lot of friends who have gone out and protested and marched and and uh, supported. I have one Facebook friend that went out to some of these rallies, and she took her kids. She was a former student of mine when I taught at Metro. She took her kids, and they handed out bottles of water. Yeah, just to everyone at you well, know, and I think out in the heat. We're we're in super. Af- she's not. A, I don't think she's in Tulsa. Anymore. We're super afraid of these riots and rallies, and I think some for good reason. I wouldn't. Yeah. want to, If I had a teenager, I wouldn't want them going because teenagers can be dumb. Um, <laughs> I love you guys, but it is. I don't think for the most part the media is going to show the worst at anything. They're going to show the, the most extreme. You know, but if there's hundreds of people at this rally and three or four try to incite a riot. Uh, that's three or four out of a couple hundred. Yeah. You know, and so we've got to know, and it's the same thing with police officers. Yeah. Where we need to stand up for what's right, and when you see a police officer doing something dumb, the other police officers need to step in to stop them. Right. We can't really stop a police officer. So, uh, But that's the problem. And that's the problem. But go and talk to human beings. And so these rallies and stuff, I would encourage go and talk to people because for the most part most of them are not the ones that are causing and, violence and, uh, and they're not the ones screaming in the microphone instead of listening to someone else so. right, and listen to people don't just talk yes. to people listen to people just a good point phil yeah. don't talk at them don't talk at people talk with yeah them. talk with them yeah have conversations and i would say uh that you know when you're going to these things uh, and what i see with a lot of my friends is they're going and they're acting out the love of Christ, mm-hmm. which is what we should be doing. And if you're going to go, you know, the Bible says the anger of man is never a legitimate way to accomplish God's desire. Good point. It's never going to work. It just doesn't work. A, yeah. a simple a simple translation says the anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. In other words, righteous indignation that we call it is not necessarily bad, but it's not effective at making change. 
Yeah. What's effective at making change is kindness and goodness and love. Uh, love never fails. Love is the most powerful thing in the universe. Love never fails. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, kindness goodness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness gentleness, self-control. Control. Against such things there is no law, which is the next phrase in that. And what that really means is nothing can stop these things. Yep. It really means nothing can stop God's love, agape love, an unselfish, selfless love. So that you know, when you're going to march and when you're going to to demonstrate that you know, make sure that you're demonstrating the love of God for the least of these, the love of God for the oppressed, for the marginalized. You're yeah. demonstrating, uh, you know, value for people, not just anger at injustice. We all have anger at the injustice. Hopefully, yeah, all of us have anger at the injustice. But that is not the tool. Yeah, that's that can be a spark. You know, to cause us to go, oh, I got to do something. But the tool is love. Yeah. That's what I, I think that passage and then, you know, the two greatest commandments being love the Lord your God with all your yeah. heart, soul, and mind, love thy neighbor as thyself. Both of those are two of my favorite passages because both essentially are saying, you know, if you, if you do these things, if you love God and love others, you're not going to do anything wrong. You know, and then that one is if you you practice yeah. love, joy, peace, patience, you're not going to break a law if you're doing that. And so, right. both if you love, you've got it. You know, you're you're there, so you don't you don't really have to worry. Like if I'm loving someone, I don't have to worry about punching them in the face. Like, right. I don't have to have the law. <laughs> don't punch them. Don't kick them. Don't scream yeah. at them because I'm going to love them. So, right. if you if you love if you're loving God and if you're loving people as yourself, you don't need to be told not to murder. Uh, because it just, uh, it's, you don't have, you're, you're headed in the completely opposite direction. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. We nice. have, and, and I would say one last thing. Say it, um, Phil. We need to pray. Oh, my goodness, yes. We that's, need to pray. Gordon and I have talked at length. Just every revival ever has started with prayer. Yes. And we think it's going to be a great preacher. No. no. We think it's going to be because of some program. No. We think it's going to become of some rally. Nope, not that either. It's going to be because God's people pray. Yes. And so knowing that I'm not going to change the world, God is. And if he chooses to use me, that's amazing. But I can lift my voice to him um, and ask him to. And that's yeah. an amazing thing that we have the privilege to do. So Yes. Um, but anyway, so I think we, as always, we hit our oatmeal right there with breakfast. <laughs> and so this breakfast wow. was pretty much, it was oatmeal. I Interesting. Mean, we always have something very, uh, just about every time we meet, we have to- something to talk about that is deep, man. Yeah. Not easy stuff. No. Well, uh, let me give you just a quick donut here. The NBA is coming back. 22 teams are coming back, including your Oklahoma City Thunder. So we'll get to see Chris Paul in a Thunder uniform again. There's rumors of after the season him getting traded to maybe the Bucks, which good for him. I think he has a legitimate chance to win a championship there. Here, I mean, there's a a shot, but it's not a a great one. That was great. But Giannis to get transferred. Yeah, maybe we could, if we could trade Chris Paul for Giannis and do that in an instant, man. Uh, I was thinking both. We need Chris Paul and Giannis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, anyway, so but I think that that's exciting in all of this. And uh, but I think you see too. This has been a weird, crazy year, 
And so maybe hopefully it's helped us to address some more issues because it's not as easy to find something to numb our brain with like sports. So Man, I hey, I went and watched sports last night. What'd Live you watch? sports. It's it like turtle races? basically summer league college baseball. Oh, okay. Former students, former uh, kids. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah. Let me. So these these baseball players are are playing for free essentially out there. Yep. With in risk. And then the professional baseball players and owners can't figure out how to uh, play right now. That's right. Yeah, I'm not blaming completely the players or completely the owners. They're both in the wrong here. Here's the deal with baseball, and this is our last thing, and then we're going to close uh, because I, I have a, an opinion on this. How dumb can you be? Your sport has your sport over the past ten years. Ratings have dropped and dropped and dropped, and then you see celebrity golf tournaments are getting super high ratings because nothing is on. Right. And you can't figure out how to play the most socially distant sport available right. as a team, the, the most socially distant team sport there is. Right. You can't figure out how to play it and and be the only thing on and all of a sudden capture a new generation no of kidding. fans. You would, yeah, it was you perfect. Think about, most 10-year-olds it's could the care perfect less opportunity, to watch a baseball game. And this could be the chance to find those 10-year-olds and make them fall in love with baseball once again. And you can't figure it out. Because we have said, my wife and I have both said, man, I miss sports. Sports. Yes. And my wife hates baseball, but she was the one who said, we're going to go over to La Fortune and we're going to watch these baseball players. Yeah. Uh, we're going to watch them play baseball, even though she hates baseball. Yeah. Well, I'm super stoked. End of July, basketball's coming back. It's going to be like perfect where it's ending right as college football starts, if college football gets to start on time, and then the NFL come in. So I'll have just the end of basketball, which is my second favorite sport to watch, going yeah. right into football, which is my favorite great. sport to watch. So, But anyway, I think we're, we're way over time. And so. I'll be, yeah. Yeah. I'll be interested to see what happens with the uh, NBA. Yeah. Uh, finals. They say they might give advantages to the top-seeded teams because there's no home – Court advantage? Yeah, there were, yeah. Is that a gimmicky. thing? I don't know. It seems Is that a rumor? Yeah, yeah, it's that a rumor. Crazy. You should listen to Stephen A. Smith scream <laughs> about it for like five minutes. <laughs> this is ridiculous! So. All right. Well, this was good, Lucas. Yeah, this is a great show, Phil. So uh, remember, guys, love God, love others. Nothing yes. else matters. You can send all of your complaints over to our complaint department at idontcare.com. Yeah. And we'd love to yes. get back with you that. But for real, tell your friends, tell your mom, like, subscribe, comment. We would love to hear from you guys so we can definitely talk about some cultural issues that you want to hear about. So yeah. there's a lot going on this year. We've been able to tackle a lot of tough subjects. I don't think we have the resolution to all the issues other than love Jesus. And yeah, I think love, that would resolve love, a love. lot of issues. Love, love, love. You like me singing over the music it in a different sounds, key? Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. All right. Well, it's we'll love. We love you guys. Have a great time. Breakfast. Lucas and Phil's Wonderful Adventure. <laughs> love you. Bye. You can like, subscribe, or comment to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil at Spotify, Apple iTunes Podcast, Google Play Store, or anywhere your favorite podcasts can be found.